Hi everyone, welcome back to the MedBullet Step 1 podcast. In today's episode, we cover the topic of heart and up disease found under the renal section at medbullets.com. Let's begin with a clinical snapshot. A 12-year-old boy is brought to his pediatrician by his mother due to progressive confusion, diarrhea, and an itchy rash. He recovered from the flu about a week ago, but was still feeling tired. Over the last 48 hours, he has had several episodes of diarrhea per day. On exam, he has a tremor, intermittent ataxia, and a diffuse rash of bilateral lower extremities. His mom says that he previously had these kinds of symptoms, usually after he has an illness. He is given nicotinic acid and placed on a high-protein diet and quickly recovers. Let's continue with an introduction to heart-up disease. First, let's review amino acid clearance. Remember that amino acids are freely filtered by the glomerulus into Bowman's capsule. The filtered amino acids are reabsorbed in the proximal tubule by sodium-dependent cotransporters that are separated into multiple transporter types based on the charge of the amino acid and the size of the amino acid. In normal physiology, all amino acids are reabsorbed by the tubule, meaning that clearance of amino acids is zero, and amino acids are preserved for further use by the body. So defective reabsorption of amino acids by the proximal tubule can lead to heart up disease. Now let's discuss heart up deficiency. This refers to deficiency of the proximal renal tubule neutral amino acid transporters. In terms of the pathogenesis, there is defective reabsorption of neutral amino acids, leading to decreased serum concentrations of tryptophan, which results in decreased conversion of tryptophan to niacin. In terms of the genetics, this demonstrates autosomal recessive inheritance. And with regards to the prognosis, remember that episodes become less common with age and patients generally have a normal lifespan. Moving on to the presentation, symptoms may include symptoms of pellagra with the onset in childhood consisting of diarrhea, dementia, and dermatitis. Some patients may present with failure to thrive and episodes are triggered by infections or other stressors. On exam, one may note a red rash that is usually due to photosensitivity. One may also note ataxia during episodes of pellagra. In terms of further studies, serologies may demonstrate a decrease in tryptophan, and labs may demonstrate an increase in neutral amino acids in the urine. In terms of the differential, make sure to think about pellagra due to vitamin deficiency and malignant carcinoid syndrome. In terms of treatment, conservative options include high-protein diet. This is indicated for prophylaxis of symptoms and is the recommended diet after diagnosis. Another option is nicotinic acid. This is indicated for acute episodes of pellagra, which may present with dermatitis and confusion primarily. The rationale for this involves nicotinic acid being an important metabolite of tryptophan, which is a neutral amino acid. Nicotinic acid is a precursor to the coenzymes nicotinamide adenine dinucleotide and nicotinamide adenine dinucleotide phosphate, so nicotinic acid supplementation can restore NAD and NADP levels. And lastly, Complications related to heart and up disease include neurologic degeneration if pellagra is not treated properly. Now that we've discussed the major points relating to heart and up disease, let's walk through a question to apply what we've learned and get a sense of how the topic might be tested. For this question, consider the following clinical scenario. A six-year-old boy is brought to the pediatrician by his mother for diarrhea and a skin rash. 
His mother reports that he had a cough, sore throat, and runny nose one week ago. Although his upper respiratory symptoms improved after two days, he started having multiple watery bowel movements three days ago. He also developed a red pruritic rash on his arms, legs, and neck at that time. His mother also reports that he has had similar symptoms in the past that have occurred after the boy gets sick. His temperature is 98.8 degrees Fahrenheit or 37.1 degrees Celsius. Blood pressure is 109 over 68. Pulse is 92 beats per minute and respirations are 19 breaths per minute. The child is alert and oriented to person but not place or time. He is unable to count to 10 even though his mother says he can normally count to 100 easily. He walks with the wide-based gait. An erythematous patchy rash is noted on his upper and lower extremities bilaterally. A complete blood count and basic metabolic panel are within normal limits. A urinalysis reveals elevated levels of neutral amino acids. Which of the following is the most appropriate acute treatment for this patient? And the answer choices are Choice 1. Nicotinic acid Choice 2. Phenylbutrate Choice 3. Pyridoxine Choice 4. Tryptophan or choice five, tyrosine. The best answer to this question is choice one, nicotinic acid. The patient in this vignette presents with pellagra as evidenced by the diarrhea, dermatitis, and dementia with elevated amounts of neutral amino acids in his urine. This presentation is consistent with heartened up disease, which requires acute treatment with nicotinic acid. Hartnup disease is an autosomal recessive disorder that is caused by a deficiency in renal proximal tubule and intestinal neutral amino acid transporters. This leads to defective absorption and reabsorption of neutral amino acids and decreased serum concentrations of neutral amino acids, including tryptophan. Tryptophan is a precursor to nicotinic acid or niacin, which in turn is a precursor to the coenzymes nicotinamide adenine dinucleotide and nicotinamide adenine dinucleotide phosphate. Hartnup disease can present with pellagra, the triad of diarrhea, dermatitis, and dementia, seen in patients with nicotinic acid deficiency. Treatment therefore relies on restoring nicotinic acid levels via nicotinic acid supplementation. Symptoms can be prevented by a high-protein diet to offset the decreased absorption of neutral amino acids. Let's also discuss why the other choices are incorrect. Choice 2. Phenylbutrate is the treatment of ornithine transcarbamylase deficiency. OTC deficiency leads to elevated ammonia levels, so phenylbutrate is given to chelate nitrogenous waste and lower ammonia levels. Choice 3. Pyridoxine or vitamin B6 is the first treatment that should be trialed for homocystinuria along with folic acid and vitamin B12. Homocystinuria has multiple causes including a decreased affinity of cystathionine synthase for pyridoxine. Thus, supplementation with pyridoxine is used to compensate for the lowered enzyme affinity and reduce homocysteine levels. Choice 4. Tryptophan is a key neutral amino acid that is a precursor to multiple important metabolites, including nicotinic acid, serotonin, and melatonin. However, in patients with heartnup disease, the intestinal and renal tryptophan transporters are deficient, so treatment involves direct supplementation with nicotinic acid. Choice 5. Tyrosine is the treatment for phenylketonuria. PKU is caused by a deficient phenylalanine hydroxylase, 
which leads to an inability to metabolize phenylalanine into tyrosine. Treatment therefore relies on supplementing the patient with tyrosine. Finally, a bullet summary. Hartnup disease is caused by a deficiency in renal neutral amino acid transporters and requires nicotinic acid supplementation for symptom prophylaxis. That's all for this review about Hartnup disease. We hope that was helpful. This is the MedBullets Step 1 podcast, a daily audio review session for MedBullets, the free learning and collaboration community for medical student education. As a reminder, you can follow along with these podcast episodes by reviewing the topics directly on MedBullets.com. You can listen to these episodes on the MedBullets website or phone app while reading through the topic. If the MedBullets podcast has been valuable to you, we'd be thrilled if you considered leaving us a five-star rating and writing us a review on Apple Podcasts. It will help us spread the word and increase our discoverability tremendously. Thanks for tuning in. We'll see you all tomorrow, right here on the MedBullets Step 1 podcast.